You know, the research shows that one of the easiest ways to increase your success is to focus on being happier. And the easiest way to do that is actually to be intentional about the little things that you do every single day that can boost your joy. Coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, I'm going to share some of my favorite happiness triggers. Those are research-based things you can do every single day that make you happier. Try them and you might just be feeling happier by the end of this podcast. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. So, you know, I think a lot of times we think success is going to make me happy. So however you define success, whether it is success in a relationship or um, it is the amount of money that you're aiming to have or make, whether it is reaching a particular health goal or something in your career or your business, we tend to pursue whatever we think success is because ultimately we think it's going to make us happier. I mean, happiness is the main thing that we pursue for its own sake. You never need to explain to someone that, you know, you want to be happy. Why you want to be happy? People know I want to be happy because I simply want to be happy. And we tend to pursue things or even eliminate things from our lives because we think it will make us happier if we do so. But the science shows it's actually the other way around. It's not our success that makes us happier. It's actually happiness that causes success. So I, I want to be clear. When you get to a goal, when something great happens, when you succeed at something, yes, there is a boost of happiness generally. But we tend to return back to where we already were. And so we end up on something called the hedonic treadmill. I talk about this in Successful Women Think Differently, that we basically adapt to continually improving circumstances and that we actually are kind of poor predictors of what will make us happy because we think if I just get this, it'll make us happy. We get it. We're happy for a minute and we get used to it. If you've ever thought the new car wouldn't make you happy and then a few months later, like, ah, I'm used to this now, you know, the new neighborhood, the new job, the new relationship, whatever the case might be, we tend to think that's what will make me happy. But the research shows it's actually the other way around, that when we are happier, when we do the kinds of things in our lives on an everyday basis that cause us to just feel happier and to have more positive emotion in our lives, then we are more successful. And there are a few reasons for this. Um, and I, I think it's pretty fascinating. When I was in grad school studying positive psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, there was so much research and we had the opportunity to hear from so many researchers and be taught by some of the foremost researchers around the world in these topics. But my absolute favorite was around positive emotion and happiness. Um, and one of the things that I think is fascinating is that positive emotion, happiness actually causes success. It's not just correlated with it. 
But when you follow people over time and you measure them for their levels of happiness, positive uh, positive emotion or su subjective well-being is what the researchers call it, it is shown that those who have higher levels of subjective well-being, happiness, actually are more likely to succeed. They're more likely to increase their income. They are more likely to get promoted. They are more likely um, or less likely to get sick. Um, positive emotion actually helps you make better decisions. That's in part because when we experience positive emotion, what it does for us is it broadens our scope of thinking. Those chemicals that are released when we experience positive emotion actually change what's going on in our brains. We see more options. We're actually more creative. We're actually less likely to get sick too. It actually boosts our immune system. So there are all these wonderful, wonderful benefits to positive emotion. And one of them is it just generally makes you more successful, makes you more successful in your relationships, helps you collaborate better. Um, people with more positive emotion have uh, longer, healthier marriages. Ah, and it feels good, right? <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. It's happiness is the one thing we pursue for its own sake. Most other things we pursue, we pursue them deep down because we actually think it's going to make us happier, whether it is the relationship or the career change or a health goal, um, a relationship goal, a financial goal. Generally, we think, oh, this will make me happier. So it's interesting. What is it that makes up happiness? Well, the research shows it's it's only about 10% circumstances. So we we tend to say, I've heard said anyway, that you know, happiness is what happens. That's only partially true. Now, when something really difficult, challenging, even devastating happens, yes, our happiness levels tend to uh, take a big hit. But it doesn't stay there. And that's in part because um, we tend to return to something called a happiness set point. Very interesting research from Dr. Sonia Lubomirsky around the fact that happiness is about 10% circumstances. It's about 50% genetic, right? The set point is, here's generally where I am when it comes to happiness. And so something could throw me off in either direction. It could be something bad. My happiness goes down. It returns very close eventually to where it was. Something great happens. I adapt to it. <laughs> it's called the hedonic treadmill. We tend to adapt to our improving circumstances. So we think we know what's going to make us happy, but oftentimes it makes us happy for a minute. We get used to it. Now it's your new normal and you go back to the same thing. So what is it that you can do the most about? It's the other 40%. I said 50% is genetics, 10% is circumstances, but about 40% is the intentional choices you make every single day. And so that so intrigues me. And what I want to share with you today specifically is what are those things you could do every single day? What are the intentional choices? You know, whether you right now feel fairly happy, things are going well, you feel content, or you're not feeling that happy. Maybe things haven't gone as planned. And here's the thing. You don't have to be happy about how things have gone if it's not good, but you don't have to be miserable as you're moving through life. Every single day you can make choices that actually leave you feeling better. And when you're feeling better, you have more energy. 
more energy for your relationships, more energy for the things that really matter most. And so it's not so much about the really big things and the really big wins that we think are going to make us happy. It's about those little things that we can do on an everyday basis. And so when you think about what is it that successful women and successful people do differently, there is a thought shift that has to happen. The first is that our happiness isn't about our circumstances. So making a decision to not hold your happiness hostage to your circumstances, not buying into this idea that you'll be happy when, and you fill in the blank of what when is, when the relationship comes along, when your children do X, Y, or Z, when you lose the weight, when you have this amount of money, and instead focus on choosing to be happy while while you're waiting for things to come along, while things aren't exactly the way you had expected or hoped they would be. When you just make a decision, you don't have to be happy about everything that happens. But if you're going to go through life anyway, you can actually make choices every day that allow you to go through it happier. And that really is about doing those things that trigger happiness. Because these are the things that will allow you to intentionally cultivate positive emotion. Now, when I wrote Happy Women Live Better, I shared 13 specific research-based happiness triggers. Now, I'm not going to share all of them here um, because that would be a lot. Um, But check them out. You don't even, I mean, you can get the book if you want. Of course, I think it's great. But you can go to happywomantest.com and actually figure out uh, what your top happiness triggers are in a description of what all of them are. But I'm going to share just a handful um, today because I want to give you something to walk away with and do now, like today. What could you do right now to boost your happiness, to actually feel happier in the next few minutes? All right, so consider this a little coaching session (laughs) as I share these. So the first one might even be one that's really super obvious, um, and it's simply gratitude. One of the things that can counteract that hedonic treadmill, that treadmill we get on thinking, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy. And then we return, you know, we get used to it. We return to um, our relative set point, our our normal um, becomes the new normal, right? Um, Whatever it is that you achieved that made you happy, that's your norm. Now you're there. One of the things that can counteract that so that you don't just keep ending up on that treadmill is gratitude. Gratitude for what's here right now, rather than taking it for granted. If you even just right in this moment, just take a breath and think about what you are most grateful for. Maybe it's something that's happened in the last 24 hours or the last week. Maybe it was just a moment that occurred, something very simple that someone did for you or just an experience, something you were in awe of, or maybe it was an opportunity that occurred. Maybe it's just you had some time to rest or somebody came to the rescue when you were, uh, you know, dealing with a challenge. But taking the time to notice what you're grateful for almost immediately shifts your mindset. Because it's very easy for us to notice the things that are going wrong. And too often, we don't take time to notice what's going right. This is especially true when you've been successful at a lot of things. You can take for granted just how hard you work 
you can take for granted that you have so many blessings in your life right now. And it's just, it's just what it is. It's just my norm. But you know what? It's not everybody's norm. It didn't even used to be your norm. So what are you grateful for? The research shows that when we express gratitude, it's even more po uh, powerful and will release even more positive emotion when we reflect on why we're grateful. So you might say, you know, I'm really, I'm really grateful um, for my coworker who jumped in and collaborated with me on this project. But if you deepen the gratitude, you might say, you know, I've been in roles before where I wasn't working with people that I actually genuinely enjoyed. And it just makes everything so much more peaceful. Um, I'm grateful for that. So when you reflect on why you're grateful, it actually deepens the gratitude, increases the amount of positive emotion that you feel. Uh, one of my favorite um, positive psychology exercises is the three blessings exercise, which is simply writing down at the end of the day three things you're grateful for. And then add a why. Why am I grateful? Um, taking the time to do that over the course of a few weeks has been shown to help you fall asleep faster, sleep more deeply, sleep longer, <laughs> um, and actually increase your immune system. So gratitude is simple. It's also powerful. Um, and in addition to expressing what you are grateful for, one of the things that can also be powerful is expressing your gratitude to others, right? So gratitude, very simple, happiness trigger. Who, who could you express gratitude for today? Who could you express gratitude to, right? Or what could you express gratitude for today? The second one that you can do immediately, movement. Movement is an actual happiness trigger. So about 20 minutes of cardio can boost your mood for up to 24 hours. I am telling you that when I am going through a challenge, something difficult, one of the first things that I will do, even if I don't feel like it, is to get back in the habit of jogging. Now, I work out. I don't always jog. I like the elliptical. I like to do um, weights and some toning and things like that. And I like to walk. Uh, but I ran track when I was in uh, high school and I was a sprinter. I hated the one-mile warm-up. <laughs> I would do things to avoid the one mile warm up. But here's the thing that one mile, <laughs> that doesn't even take 20 minutes, right? That one mile can be so powerful because when we get that cardio, when we get the blood flowing, it shifts what's going on physiologically. Movement is a happiness trigger, it helps you feel better. So, whether it is standing in place and doing some jumping jacks, Going outside, taking a walk, taking a jog, getting on the trampoline with your kids, playing with your dog, whatever it is. I mean, dancing, um, skating, <laughs> whatever. Get moving. You will notice your mental health improving. And in fact, research even shows for mild depression that um, cardio, like intense cardio, like 60 minutes can be as effective as antidepressants. Again, I'm talking about mild depression, um, but that's pretty powerful. And I found that to be true in my own life at times when I was diagnosed with mild depression. Being intentional about exercising shifts 
everything, right? So movement, a happiness trigger. When could you get moving? Did you get moving this morning? Did you notice how it felt when you got moving? And if you haven't gotten moving, how could you get your blood flowing and when? Now, another happiness trigger that I think gets lost a lot these days because we are just busy, 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 is savoring. Savoring is a happiness trigger. That is being fully present in the moment, savoring what's going on around you. So this could be as simple as savoring food that you're eating, slowing down. Mindful eating is a thing and it's powerful. Taste the flavors, the textures, slow down, express even gratitude right there in the moment for all the people that allowed that food to make it to your table, right? What all had to happen for it to get there? Slowing down and savoring and noticing um, and even being in awe of one of the things I love to savor most, our family does this often together, is the sunset. Just noticing the beauty around you. You might savor the birds chirping or take a walk and notice the leaves rustling. Maybe you live somewhere very beautiful naturally. Maybe you're right in the heart of the city and you actually can just savor that. Maybe you wanted at some point to live in the heart of the city. Listen to those sounds. Notice everything going on around you. It actually slows you down, relaxes you, calms you, boosts your positive emotion. In your relationships, savor those conversations by not multitasking, by giving your full attention um, when you are interacting with a loved one. Savor that moment rather than taking it for granted. When I said at the beginning of the podcast that it's the little things you can do every day, it really is these little things. You have opportunities every day. You have an opportunity right now to savor that you have taken time to listen to a podcast about increasing your happiness. Savor that. It's a good, good thing. But if you just do 50 things at once and you don't notice, you miss out on that positive emotion. All right, two more happiness triggers. Anticipation, I think this is my favorite one. This is having something to look forward to. Anticipation, what do you have to look forward to? It could be right now, um, that you're listening, it's the middle of the day, maybe later on there's something you're looking forward to. Maybe maybe it's what you're looking forward to tomorrow. It's the end of the day, you're looking forward to tomorrow. In the beginning of the day, asking yourself, what am I looking forward to? Sometimes there are things that you've taken for granted. It might even be a meeting, connecting with someone. Maybe it's a show you're watching later on. Maybe it's a walk you're going to take, a call you're going to make. Think about those things you have to look forward to. And when you don't have something to look forward to, Create something very intentionally. What do you want to do this weekend? What do you want to do this summer? What do you want to do next winter? Right? When you begin being intentional about creating things to look forward to, you could also be intentional about talking about those things, planning those things, and really noticing what it is that you have to look forward to. That actually boosts your positive emotion. You can get as much positive emotion planning your vacation as you get out of the vacation itself. Have something to look forward to. And then the last one I'm going to share for now is service. Doing things for others. This is powerful because we were really made to be in a relationship and connection with other people. 
And so it's not all about us. We we really are about, I, I heard Pastor Andy Stanley say a couple of times, we're as happy as our relationships. And that's really true. We're about as happy as our relationships, even our relationships with our community around us. And so when it's, as, it could be as simple as opening a door for someone or noticing a need, right? Pitching in and helping, volunteer work, just being helpful. We feel good when we do those things. If you get a windfall, unexpected, you know, little extra cash, there's certainly nothing wrong with spending it on yourself. But the research shows if you take a little bit of that and do something for someone else, you feel even happier than if you spent it all on you. No guilt for spending it on yourself, but you'll feel better if you take some of that and spend it helping someone else. So service is powerful. I think it's also powerful, and this is actually not just what I think, but the research shows it's also powerful because oftentimes we get caught up in our thoughts about what's going on with us. And when we're frustrated or we're sad about what's going on with us, it can be easy to overfocus on ourselves. When we realize that others are in need too, that others have things going on, it puts things into perspective. It puts our situation into perspective. And that in itself boosts our happiness. So those are a few happiness triggers. And I'm wondering if you're feeling better already. If you've been going along with me, surely you've experienced a bit of positive emotion just in these few minutes that find ways to incorporate it into your everyday life. Simple things that can trigger your happiness. So you want to be coaching yourself. Ask yourself, what's within my control right now? What can I do right now to boost my joy? What will I do today or this week to trigger my happiness? You know, it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking your happiness is dependent on things beyond your control. But that's not true. Get up and get moving. Focus on what you have to be grateful for. Call a friend who makes you laugh. Do something that cultivates positive emotion and begin to notice how it lightens your load a bit and shifts your perspective into a positive direction. I'd love to hear which happiness trigger is your favorite, what's resonating with you. Uh, so write a review of the podcast and share your thoughts. On, and if there's a topic you'd like for me to address here on the podcast, please tell me when you write a review. I read every single one. And if you want to find the show notes, more about these happiness triggers, the link to happywomentest.com that I mentioned, previous episodes, links to the Successful Women's Academy, all my social media, whatever you want to connect more, just go to ValerieBurton.com forward slash podcast. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast.